This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about harp and mind control. That's correct, harp and mind control. Now, by harp, of course, we're talking about the high-frequency active role research program, uh, most of you probably think of the one up there in Alaska, although these things are located all over the place. There's one I found uh, on the Washington-Oregon border. Uh, China has them. In fact, China uh, uh, reportedly has built one in Antarctica. Uh, Russia has several. They're, over, they're all over Europe. I mean, I found at least 16 of them according to one map. So it's not just something that's happened in the U.S. Just that, that, That's for starters. Now, according to Encyclopedia Britannica, it says harp in full high-frequency active auroral research program, scientific facility for studying the ionosphere located in Kakoma, Alaska. The main instrument is the Ionospheric Research Instrument, that's IRA, an array of 180 antenna spread over an area of 0.13 square kilometers or 33 acres. This is basically a 33-acre radio transmitter. It says the ionosphere is the outermost layer of Earth's atmosphere. It begins at about 30 miles above Earth's surface and contains atoms and molecules that are ionized. And then it goes on and says, the ionosphere is of particular importance for radio because low radio frequencies are reflected off the ionosphere, allowing for long-distance communications. At higher frequencies, radio communications with satellites pass through the ionosphere. The ionosphere is also where the auroras occur when solar wind particles collide with oxygen and nitrogen atoms. Of course, it also protects us from harmful radioactive waves of the sun, uh, burns up all the stuff coming uh, at us, you know, meteorites and such. But hey, why not try to punch a hole in it? with a high-powered radio wave. It says the IRA transmits at frequencies between 2.7 and 10 megahertz with a power of 3.6 megawatts. Now, I'm watching Nick Bigovich. I'm going to put a I'm going to put a link to the video that that he did from it's like 11 years ago. I think it was originally posted by Infowars. Now, you know, just set aside what you might think about those guys, but it's it's an extremely uh, good uh, oh, maybe like a hour-long uh, documentary he does on what's going on up there, and he just presents the facts. He's a really smart guy, and he talks about the normal human uh, resonance being at 7.83 megahertz, and how we are constantly bombarded with electromagnetic, basically just trash and interference from all from all of our cell phones and radios and televisions at uh, 60 megahertz, and how. Manipulating these megahertz, this frequency, can affect the human mind. We know this is true. He goes on and says, It transmits radio waves upward into the ionosphere where they cause electrons to move in waves. HARP is an ionospheric heater, so-called because the excitation of electrons increases their temperature, and it is the most powerful 
isonophoric heater in the world. By altering the density of electrons in a specific region, scientists using HARP can study how the ionosphere reacts to changing conditions. And this has brought a lot of concern by people by heating these, uh, by creating this uh, super, basically a plasma, this this extremely hot environment in this in this ionosphere. <clears throat> They're moving the jet streams. This could have all kinds of effect on the weather. Uh, when this, when this, when this beam has been projected upwards, comes back down. Uh, it has the power to penetrate the ground. It's, it's ground penetrating radar. Uh, so a lot of people have concerns about it. And what we're looking at, as far as the mind control aspect goes, you could even affect uh, how people's state of mind by what. Uh, uh, what megahertz this thing is, is resonating at. You could make a person feel uh, anxious, afraid, uh, helpless, or you might make a person just feel like they need to fall asleep, depending upon what megahertz you broadcast this harp radio wave at. Now, let's take a look at this next article. Now, just for background, we're talking specifically here about this harp located at Kona, Alaska. It's now operated by the University of Alaska Fairbanks. And on their website, they say the High Frequency Active Aurora Research Program, or HARP, is a scientific endeavor aimed at studying the properties and behavior of the ionosphere. The ionosphere stretches roughly 50 to 400 miles above Earth's surface, right at the edge of space. Along with a neutral upper atmosphere, the ionosphere forms a boundary between Earth's lower atmosphere, where we live and breathe, and the vacuum of space. Yep, something that important, I guess, yeah, why wouldn't you want to punch a hole in it with super hot plasma? Uh, it goes on, it says, operation of the research facility was transferred from the United States Air Force to the University of Alaska Fairbanks on August 11, 2015, allowing HARP to continue with exploration of, of ionospheric phenomenology via land use cooperative research and development agreement. HARP is the world's most capable, high power, high frequency transmitter for study of the ionosphere. You notice they didn't say it was the only one. They just said it was the most capable. The HARP program is committed to developing a world-class ionospheric research facility consisting of, and then it lists off the things that they're focusing on. talks about the collaborative opportunities. Look, probably a good thing that's been transferred from the Air Force to a university, but that just tells me that the Air Force has already found out everything that they needed to find out up there, and they've moved on. Now, I want to take a look at this next article, and it just kind of gives you an idea of how the media tries to soft-sell this stuff, and they don't talk about any of the important things. You know, what's this doing to the ionosphere? What kind of dangers does this pose? Uh, how are the... Uh, attributes of the same being used. We know that it can be used to send signals to submarines. It can be used to uh, survey. Uh, it's a ground, penetrating, a ground penetrating radar. It could do uh, subsurface surveys for oil and natural gas. It can be used for what you might think of as a lot of good things, but it has side effects. And what are those side effects? And secondly, even if this notion of mind control is not intentional, but let's just say that that inadvertently they're broadcasting at these harmful uh, megahertz resonance to where it could injure people. Why aren't we considering that in this equation instead of just being so giddy and excited about, oh, we're going to study the ionosphere and unlock the mysteries of space. Now let's get on this next article. Now the main reason I want to look at this next article is because to me this is a typical puff piece, a typical bit of propaganda 
that gets put out there on the internet and then replicated about four or five million times. And it's just done to kind of uh, placate the masses uh, to really, when you're over the target, that's when you get the flack. And in this case, the flack is lots and lots of these articles talking about how any thought that something could go wrong with HARP is nothing more than a conspiracy theory. Now, this article comes to us from KTOO.org. Title says, At Open House, Scientists Explain What HARP Can and Can't Do. Well, you can immediately see an appeal to authority because they're going to tell you what it can and can't do. You're not intelligent enough to figure this out on your own. This date is September 14, 2022, by Ned Rosel, University of Alaska. So the people that are controlling this now, who are in bed with the government, are going to tell you what not to believe. And that's these crazy conspiracy theorists. And right on the front of the article, uh, it's got a picture of these people walking with a couple of dogs, and uh, they're walking under the uh, antenna there. So, hey, nothing to fear here. But what, but what does the caption, caption say? During a recent open house, visitors walk their dogs beneath an antenna field used to heat the upper atmosphere during space physics experiments at a facility known as HARP between Glen Allen and Tok. So they're just casually walking under these antenna, which when they're turned on, uh, can beam a radio wave 30 to 400 miles into the atmosphere and superheat it. So that should tell you about the technology that we're dealing with. But don't be worried. Just take your dogs out and walk under it. No big deal. I seen in an interview years ago, one of the well, the guy I think actually developed this thing, I think he's passed away a while since then, but they were discussing how they located there in part because there's this large natural gas field located there, so they had access to uh, almost free energy. And they explained that when the, this thing's working, I guess it uses about as much energy as the entire city of New York. Now, I, I, had a, I haven't been able to locate that to source it, but that's video just sticks in my head uh, from years ago. So it gives you an idea of just how much, you know, they're talking about greenhouse gases all the time, but how much energy these things take. And so that energy is being transferred up into the, into the ionosphere and then bouncing back down on us. And like I said, maybe this idea of brain control because of the resonance that it assumes, uh, maybe that's just a byproduct, maybe that's intentional, but it, but it has to be considered. Now let's continue here. Okay, so we'll go ahead and start with this article here. Uh, I have to tell you, it's going to be a little bit tough to get through, but it says, In this wild place where dump truck drivers once tipped load after load of gravel onto moss to make road, roads and building pads, scientists rolled open an iron gate one recent Saturday afternoon. They invited in conspiracy theorists, yep, had to get that in, reality TV host, yep, and salmon fishermen from Crystal China to the grounds of a mysterious antenna field. It's a facility that some claim has caused caribou to walk backward. It has been rumored to activate earthquakes and to hold human souls in a sort of northern purgatory. You know, you just get the feeling, the uh, arrogance and the obnoxiousness of this person, apparently works for the University of Alaska there, toward the taxpayers of that state. And quite frankly, I find it insulting. It says scientists were a bit to blame for all the allegations of weirdness out here between the Copper and Gakona Rivers. First off, they used an acronym to name it, HARP, which stands for High Frequency Active Auroral Search Program, Research Program. That acronym added to the mystery of the field of antennas, which can heat a region 
of space far above our heads with radio waves powered by five powerful diesel generators, each the size of a fuel truck. That's news to me. I guess I didn't realize it was powered by diesel generators because, like I said earlier, uh, the, the video I seen had implied that it was that it was applied with this uh, natural gas source, but. Here he says diesel generators. Okay, fine. The science of studying a region we can't see by, pertur by perturbing it with e enough electricity to power a small city. Yeah, well, he says small city, and what I saw was New York, but who knows, located in a place where wolves and bears pad along silently across its few gravel roads. It's hard to wrap your head around. Now, these are the same people, keep in mind, uh, that uh, resist opening up uh, areas in Alaska for oil exploration. But they're just fine with disturbing the pathways and trails of bear and caribou when it involves them getting to uh, tinker with nature. It says a few people really do understand Harp, though. They were standing, or they were standing on those smooth piles of gravel that Saturday when the foreboding metal gate clicked open. Yeah, of course, this is appeal to authority. My former boss, Sue Mitchell, now retired, initiated this open house, quote-unquote, a few years ago. She was there again in 2022, greeting people at the first table of the first building visitors walked into. I asked her why. Well, because she's creating a limited hangout, because she's in bed with a deep state, obviously. My opinion only. So could we could be as transparent and open as possible, she said. Throw open the gate and show people what's here. They're actually not doing anything. You're seeing a machine while it's shut down. When she worked at Geophysical Institute, Mitchell took the considerable hit of answering phone calls about the heart facility. She had no answers for people who were sure the antenna field was somehow controlling their minds. Bingo. So you see, they have to answer these concerns because there's some grain of truth to it. There's some reasonable explanation about how this thing could if not be exerting actual mind control, could be damaging people's psyches. Now, let's go ahead and continue here. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Quote, my hope has been by showing people what really goes on, the facts will speak for themselves, she said. That doesn't always work. Sometimes people make decisions emotionally, not always based on facts. So here you go. They're not giving you the facts. They're giving you this uh, glossed over tour of the facility, and then they're doing a little bit of uh, depersoning here. People sometimes make decisions emotionally, not always based on the facts. So they're attacking people that are asking just common sense questions. It says, it doesn't help when the facts are so hard to understand. Here's a try. In other words, you're too dumb to understand this. You're too dumb to understand that, hey, we're lighting the ionosphere on fire. Don't worry about it. It says the antenna field at this 5,408-acre site, that's enormous, far from any Alaska town, was first a chunk of black spruce forest and wetlands that U.S. Air Force officials purchased from the native corporation Atna in 1989. Yeah, but they had a choice. The idea was to use the location to build an over-the-horizon radar that would allow technicians to observe bombers or missiles that might be headed for America over the pole. 
Now, you know, we've heard so many different stories on this. Who knows what they actually put it there for, honestly. Secondly, 5,000 acres of pristine forest, okay? They want complete 100% control over every bit of wetland on the continent. But yet they can destroy 5,000 acres to put up this giant radio wave. Uh, outfit. It says the idea was to use the location to build an over-the-horizon radar that would allow technicians to, to observe bombers or missiles that might be headed for America over the pole. Yeah, but you can't detect the Chinese spy balloon. Due to the end of the Cold War, that radar was never built. Okay. Instead, Air Force workers installed a field of 18 antenna that broadcasts high-frequency waves up to the ionosphere, the region of space that is home to the aurora. That's called a bait-and-switch. Hey, Mr. American, Native American, we need to take 5,000 acres of your ground. Oh, yeah, we'll pay you for it. But, you know, we've taken the whole state, but let's go ahead and get another 5,000 from you, okay? Because it's for the good of the country. Oh, did we say it was for the good of the country? Nah, instead of doing that, we're going to go ahead and put this high-frequency radio wave generator and see if we can light the atmosphere on fire. The antenna field over the years grew to 180, each powered by two transmitters. A researcher has called it the world's largest ham radio. Oh, isn't that cute? It says, HARP is a group of high-frequency transmitters in the ham radio band powered by five diesel generators, four from tugboats, and one from a locomotive. When activated, the transmitters send a focused beam of radio wave energy into the ionosphere 50 to 600 miles overhead. Now see, we were told that it was 400. Now we're told 600. 600. Nothing to see here. Okay, next. Now, this article is a little bit less biased as it does... Uh, speak with some people who really aren't swallowing all the stuff about, about HARP, who are actually concerned about the dangers that it presents. This is from APnews.com. This is from a few years before, September 1st, 2018, by Lauren Holmes. It says, HARP opens doors, but some minds prove hard to change. Well, you know, some people know what a hamburger is, and some people know what the other kind of sandwich is. HARP has an image problem that's now proving hard to shake, short for high-frequency active oral a rural research program. HARP has been the subject of conspiracy theories. What, gotta get that word in. Couldn't say questioning or common sense or critical thinking. Ever since the U.S. military started building it in the early 90s, HARP has a number of scientific instruments on its campus, but the one that continues to capture the imagination of conspiracy theorists. Couldn't say people who wonder, is the ionospheric research instrument the world's most powerful high-frequency radio transmitter? Radio transmitter. The IRI is an intimidating site comprised of 180 phased array antennas, each standing 72 feet tall. The antennas are spread out over about 30 acres in Gakona, basically the middle of nowhere, Alaska. Yeah, so they use 30 acres for this for this uh, harp site, but they needed 5,000 acres. Hmm. For a long time, it was operated by the Air Force, Navy, and Defense Advanced Research Projects and was largely closed to the public. One can see how conspiracy theories start under those conditions. Or maybe just people 
with common sense asking questions. The former governor of Minnesota, Jesse Ventura, claims HARP is a mind-control device. Others say it can control weather. Venezuelan President Hugo Chavez said it was used to create the devastating 2010 Haiti earthquake. None of that is possible, says Bob McCoy, director of Geophysical Institute at the University of Alaska Fairbanks, which operates HARP. No, it's not a weapon, and it couldn't be, he said, standing under the towering antennas. The way high-frequency radios work is that the atmosphere is transparent to those signals. If we made this ten times bigger and tried, we still couldn't affect the weather. Mines, electrical signals in the mind are very low frequency. Harp is very large frequency. The waves are meters long, so there's no way they could control mines. Well, that's what he tells us. When the Air Force transferred ownership of the facility to UAF in 2015, the university decided to start a tradition of opening the gates annually. Then it goes on and says, uh, but even with this new openness, really? Is it openness? Really? It changing mind is hard. And then it says, people like conspiracy theories, said McCoy. People like UFOs. No matter what you do, no matter how many years you go without conclusive evidence, people still believe in UFOs. Isn't that weird how he just threw that in there out of nowhere? People like UFOs. No matter what you do, no matter how many years you go without conclusive evidence, people still believe in UFOs. I don't know, pal, but I've seen a lot of conclusive evidence over the years that Yes, UFOs do exist. We don't have to have one land in the backyard to know that they're real. This should give you an attitude. This should give you an idea of the attitude that these people have toward you, the common person. You've just, you just you 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 are just below them. Al Shazinski, who lives in Eureka, visited Harp during the first open house in 2016. Does it make it rain? Who's to know, he said. The government tells you some things and the media tells you another. Even though it's open to the public, there's a lot of things they don't tell you about about it or what it does. He's correct. This guy's not a conspiracy theorist. He's simply uh, a person using his ability to rationally think about something and make up his own mind. Zelensky, who says he is an army vet, is who says, okay, is unfazed by the open house. We're not getting the whole truth, he said, and there's still classified information about the facility. U.S. McCoy would prefer that people focus on the research that HARP allows scientists to do. We can transmit signals all around the world, he said. It basically makes the ionosphere a laboratory, and we can do experiments that no one else can do. It's a laboratory without walls. This guy sounds like a megalomaniac. He really does. I mean, he's messing with the Almighty's creation. No big deal to him, man. No big deal to him if he jeopardizes uh, the whole planet by burning a hole in the ionosphere. And, you know, the problem is, it's not just him. It's a whole bunch of these mad scientists out there. We have them in Russia and China, South America, Australia. They're all over the place. And they show absolutely total disregard for the safety of their fellow mankind. And that's the problem. Do we know if HARP is being used for mind control? No. But do they care? I don't think so. This is, this is an unbelievable amount of power to put in the hands of a few people. And to question that does not make us conspiracy theorists. Now, I want to wrap up with this. Now, I just want to give a quick example. I mean, people think about how far-fetched it is that HARP can be used to send out radio signals at a particular resonance. They claim it's way too high, uh, that, it, that it can't affect humans. But, but just check this out. If you go to Google Patents, there's a patent abstract, and it's called Nervous System Manipulation by Electromagnetic Fields for Monitors. And it's a patent here. It looks like it's basically to 
deal with a person at a computer monitor. It says, physiological effects have been observed in a human subject in response to stimulation of the skin with weak electromagnetic fields that are pulsed with certain frequencies, 1 half hertz to 2.4 hertz, such as to excite a sensory resonance. Many computer monitors and TV tubes, when displaying pulsed images, emit pulsed electromagnetic fields of sufficient amplitudes to cause such excitations. It is therefore possible to manipulate the nervous system of a subject by pulsing images displayed on a nearby computer monitor or TV set. For the latter, the image pulsing may be embedded in the program material or it may be overlaid by modulating a video stream, either as an RF signal or as a video signal. The image displayed on a computer monitor may be pulsed effectively by a simple computer program. For example, monitors pulsed electromagnetic fields capable of exciting sensory resonance in nearby subjects may be generated even as the displayed images are pulsed with subliminal intensity. Now that's pretty that's that's pretty concerning, man. They can program your computer to pulse at 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 a hertz that you're not even aware of that could, as they say, have physiological effects on you. Physiological. Not just oh I don't feel so good, but could actually physically affect you just from the pulsing signals coming off your computer monitor. Now they've patented this or they they've applied for a patent. It's okay. It looks here like it was actually granted 2003-114. So, if we can patent uh, radio waves or light waves pulsating, electro electromagnetic waves pulsating off a computer screen to affect people's behavior, how much easier is it going to be for someone with this harp technology to oscillate that radio wave in a way that can affect humans physiologically? Not maybe mind control in such a way that it turns everybody into zombies, but in mind control in a way that it could induce mass panic or mass hysteria, say, or mind control in a way that it could just uh, induce mass lethargy where nobody cares anymore. People are just laying around sleeping all day. They've found certain uh, radio frequencies might pe might make people more receptive to you know say sexual impulses or romantic impulses or whatever these different emotional states can be affected by these different by the resonance of these different radio waves i have a hard time imagining that our own government wouldn't have experimented with this but wait it's not just our government doing it and we're going to finish up with this here just taking a brief look at what other countries and actors are involved in this crazy thing and so just to finish up here, it's not just the Americans that have these harp installations, okay? Like I said, they're all over the planet, at least 16 that I could find. And uh, Nick Bickfitch talks about how China's even built one in Antarctica. And plus, I believe they've got one or two more in China. It's really hard to track these things down, but rest assured, they've got them, the Russians have got them. Anybody that can afford one has one because the technology these things offers, I mean, the advantages they offer is off the charts. I mean, just think about the fact that they can use these as ground-penetrating radar, that you can find all the natural resources in your country, you know, with the flip of a switch. Uh, you can use them for over-the-horizon radar. It tells you if you have missiles coming in. It's even speculated these things could be used to take down incoming meteorites. So there's a lot of good they could be used for. But at the same time, we have to ask, what kind of damage is this doing uh, to nature? 
But beyond that, it's what kind of damage this is doing to our own people. And for people that don't think that these things have the capacity for mind control or population control, they need to look no further than what the United States can, is accusing China of doing. Right now, uh, this article comes to us from uh, financialtimes.com, and the date on this uh, was from December 16, 2021. The title says, U.S. accuses China of developing brain control weaponry. Brain control weaponry. Now, when somebody accuses the U.S. of developing brain control weaponry, they're conspiracy theorists. But when the U.S. accuses China of developing brain control weaponry, and I believe they are, then it's considered, uh, hey, they're looking out for our best interest. It says, Academy of Military Medical Sciences and others blacklisted over repression of surveillance of Uyghurs. Of course, they're saying, you know, they're using it to control the Uyghur population, doing all kinds of things, and they kind of dance around the edges of this whole uh, harp uh, radio signal type stuff. But they are getting at it a little bit. It says, the U.S. has put China's Academy of Military Medical Science and 11 affiliated biotechnology research institutes on an export blacklist for allegedly helping the Chinese military to develop brain control weapons. It's quote-unquote brain control weapons. The U.S. Commerce Department on Thursday put the research institute on the entity list, which bars U.S. companies from exporting technology that originated in America to the Chinese institution. China is choosing to use these technologies to pursue control over its people and its repression of members of ethnic and religious minority groups, said Gina Riamondo, U.S. Commerce Secretary. A senior U.S. official said China was using emerging biotechnologies to try to develop future military applications that include gene editing, human performance enhancement, and brain-machine interface. And, you know, that's just scratching the surface of it. So even if you trust your own government, say here in the U.S., not to misuse this technology, this high-frequency radio waves to uh, injure Americans somehow through some sort of, you know, uh, low-frequency attack on our human brains, do you trust every other country to do that? Do you trust every other country not to use this thing as a weapon of war? And so that's why I feel like uh, these uh, these uh, government officials and these uh, academics in high positions, they don't help their case and they don't help their American brothers and sisters by making fun of and attempting to deperson people who simply question what's going on at HARP. Because we're not asking just what's going on at HARP in Alaska. We're asking what's going on at the HARPs all the way from Alaska to uh, Antarctica to Central Europe. That's what we're asking. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over now. out.